number two then is we too have a message that is not bound by chains. We too have a message that is not bound by chains. Let's pick back up verse 21. Actually, let's back up. Can, Cheryl, can you go to verse 20? For this reason, therefore, I have called for you to see, to see you and speak with you, because for the hope of Israel, I am bound with this chain. Now, the Apostle Paul was bound with a chain, but we're going to see that he's going to, he's going to assert in his writings, God's word, it's not bound. I'm bound. But he says, God's word is not bound. So let's pick up verse 21. Then they said to him, we neither receive letters from Judea concerning you, nor have any of the brethren who came reported or spoken any evil of you. But we desire to hear from you what you think for concerning this sect. We know that it is spoken against everywhere. So when they had appointed him a day, many came to him at his lodging. To whom he explained and solemnly testified of the kingdom of God, persuading them concerning Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets from morning until evening. Now let's pause there just for a moment. Consider a couple of things. You notice earlier verse 22, he says, But we desire to hear from you what you think concerning the sect. They saw Christianity as a sect of Judaism, as a section, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's an offspring of, of Judaism, and it is. And we know that it is spoken against everywhere. Now, what's he talking about here? What are they, what are they, what are they saying? Well, just a few decades earlier, all the Jew, all the Jews were kicked out of Rome. And why were they kicked out of Rome? Because they were disputing among themselves about Christianity. And Rome was like, we're not having it. We're all about Pax Romana, the Roman peace. And if you guys can't get along with each other, uh, then all of you can leave Rome. And they kicked all the Jewish people out. That's when you see Priscilla and Aquila uh, move uh, back uh, to the east. And that's where the Apostle Paul runs into them. Like, where are you from? Well, we're from Rome. We got kicked out. So it has, Christianity has been talked about, but there's a lot of people uh, who are speaking out against it. Now, Paul, in this context, is to, we are to understand that he is under house arrest. When you think of prison, you know, don't think modern-day prison. Don't even think like, um, like a jail cell, at least not in this, in this context. He was more under house arrest. Um, he was, you're going to have to stay at home. You're going to have to stay. And he rented his own house, and he stayed there. But he, had, he didn't have an ankle monitor. He had an ankle centurion. <laughs> You know, he had a person, you know, that just walked around with him everywhere he went and had to stay within his home. That's what he had. He was under house arrest. He was allowed to have visitors. People were allowed to come in, uh, but he couldn't leave his home. So he was chained to a Roman guard 24 hours a day. Uh, like I said, some scholars say six-hour shifts. Some say eight-hour shifts. doesn't really matter. Each soldier is going to hear the gospel every single hour upon the hour uh, from the Apostle Paul. So these guards are chained to Paul. And I would suggest that uh, notice this. I didn't say Paul was chained to the guards. These, these guards were chained to Paul, right? I mean, that's really the context of what we're talking about. They were, it was his captive audience. He could, he was, he had somebody to preach the gospel to nonstop. 
And here's what I think is fascinating about what the Lord has done. Not only did the Lord guide the ship through the storm, he was the one at the helm, he was the one in charge of getting there, and, and leading them to, uh, to Rome, or, or Malta, and then Rome. Here we have Paul with a captive audience, and Paul is going to spend two years under house arrest. And since he can't go anywhere, what is he going to do? He's got plenty of time to do what? To write? He's got plenty of time to preach the gospel to the people that's chained to him. And he's got plenty of time to entertain all the guests that come and want to hear him teach. So what does he do during that two-year time period? He writes four books. We call them the prison epistles. The prison epistles. He's, he writes four books. He writes Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. The prison letters. Uh, so he, he's writing during this time. It would be very appropriate for us then, if that's what he did while he was under house arrest, what were some of the things that he said? What were the things that were on his heart? What was he writing about? Well, let me share some things with you. Colossians chapter 4. Because I want you to understand, here this guy is, here the Apostle Paul is, chained in Rome, can't go anywhere, does have guests coming in, but I want you to consider the context. Continue earnestly in prayer. Being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Did you notice something about his prayer request? Did you notice that he didn't say, pray that the chains that I'm in are, are removed? What did he say? He says, pray that God would open up the door for his word to get out. He was more concerned that the word of God get out of that, that little, little confined house that he was in. He was more concerned that the gospel go out of that room than himself get out of that room. He didn't, he didn't say, hey, pray for me that these chains will be taken away. But rather pray that the door is wide open for the gospel to go out into this community. Because it doesn't matter if I leave this room or not. What matters most is that the gospel gets out of this room. Don't miss that. Then listen to Philippians. So he wrote Colossians. He wrote Philippians while he was there. Listen to Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel. So it has become evident to the whole palace guard. Do you hear that? He didn't say to the few that come and, and have, have been, you know. Now, I think they were on such a rotation, probably some of them were like, I can't do this anymore, somebody. And they went through the whole palace guard. Paul had an opportunity to preach the gospel from his house arrest to every single one on the palace guard. And listen to this. And to all the rest, that my chains are in Christ. Verse 14. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So his being in chains has prompted other Christians to be confident about speaking God's word throughout Rome. 
his chains have actually emboldened other believers. Now I want you to listen to the end of Philippians. Chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you. But especially those who are of Caesar's household. What? Did you hear the impact that Paul was having from his little house arrest? The whole Praetorian Guard has heard the gospel. And not only that, people in Caesar's household, Caesar's own house, are now coming to Christ. And he's sending greetings and saying they, they even want other believers to know that they, are, they greet you as well. And that's why Paul writes, now listen to this. By the way, 2 Timothy is going to be written later. He's going to be released two years in, in ho under house arrest, released for a year, then rearrested. And we'll cover that in a little bit. But when he's rearrested, he has, he has three books that he writes. He writes First and Second Timothy and Titus. Very last book the, the Apostle Paul writes is Second Timothy. I want you to listen to what he writes in Second Timothy 2.9. He says, For which I suffered trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains, but the word of God is not chained. Praise God. Right? How incredible is that? He was like, look, I can handle these chains all day long. I don't like them, but I can deal with it. The thing that I don't want to happen is for God's word to be chained and for it to happen in such a way that it cannot get out. Paul is bound, but God's word is not bound. As I thought about that this week, it concerns me, the change that, the change that we're in, are they giving me an audience with the whole, you know, with people around me, um, or am I even allowing God's word to become chained? What I mean by that is, I may not be bound by chains myself. I might have the freedom to go out anywhere and everywhere. But am I, in a sense, when I go out, chaining up God's Word in my own life and refusing to share it with others, even in my freedom? Have I bound the very thing that the Apostle Paul was so boastful about, like saying, look, I may be bound, but at least God's word is going out. I'm afraid that in our freedoms today, what we have done is just the opposite. We have the freedom to go about and do as we please, but what we have done is confined the word of God to only be spoken about within houses of worship. That's the only place that we're really supposed to talk about it. Don't talk about it to your neighbor. Don't talk about it at the workplace. Don't talk about it to your family members. They don't want to hear it. Have we, in essence, become free and chained up God's Word? It concerns me. I would suggest that the only way the Word of God becomes chained is that if we do it ourselves and refuse to have gospel conversations.